Hello, hello, awesome people, and welcome to the Authors Chat with Allison, where I will be interviewing inspiring authors and upcoming authors about their book, their brand, and their business. Today, I have with me on the line Dee Bolden. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good afternoon, and, and well, uh, thank you so very much, Ms. Allison, for this opportunity to be a, a guest on your show and talking about all things Collect the Cash. Wonderful, wonderful. Listen, please introduce yourself to our listening audience. I'd love to. So who am I? I am Dee Bowden. I am the founder of uh, BCS Solutions. I'm originally from Boston. I now live in Maryland. Fun facts about me. I absolutely love Ferris wheels, smooth jazz, and for those of you who enjoy enjoy a good wine, whether it's red or white, I'm absolutely a wine drinker. Wow, wow. So let me ask you a question. Tell us the title of your book and what your book is about. Sure thing. My new book is actually called Collect the Cash. And Collect the Cash is, it actually goes like this, it's Collect the Cash. The sale is not complete until the money is in the bank. And it is the journey of me working for a small company a few years ago and uh, how they had $8 million worth of outstanding receivables, outstanding invoices on the books but not in the bank. And what happened as I worked to collect $6 million in 60 days, the company goes out of business. But then there's some other, other fun fact that y'all will have to get the book for to learn, 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 we'll learn the, what had happened was after that. <laughs> That is too neat. That's too neat. So who is your um, target audience for your book? Oh, that, that absolutely is for the business owner. And, and you know what, it's, it's for the business owner for sure. The business owner, the entrepreneur who has, who has who's either in one or two spaces, either number one, they are looking to scale, which means they're looking to grow, and they want to know how to better track their accounts, track their clients, make sure that they're their invoices are prepared properly, that they're submitting them on time and then they're getting paid. And it's also for the company uh, or business that is already scaled, like they already have a team of people and they're looking at, okay, we've got more sales and more contracts and more invoices and we're, we're starting to run into some snags around how come we're not getting paid because, of course, we're preparing everything properly. We are delivering our products and services with, with basically smaller, little, little to no errors, I'll say it that way. And then seems to be a problem with us getting paid. And we want to learn, you know, what do you do when you have a, a snag? Like what's the, what's, the best, what, what's the best way to do it? Because when you think about collections, when people hear collections, most people think about it this way. They think about, the, you know, somebody that might be aggressive, somebody that kind of works for the IRS or, or doing, doing repossessions or things of that nature. But the, the type of collections I'm talking about is in the business-to-business, business-to-government, and business-to-corporation space where it's a lot of it is around building relationships. And even when, even when you make a mistake, acknowledging that you made a mistake, asking what's, what's called for grace, and then regrouping and then and moving forward. You know what, that's good to know because I think I have reached out to you um, about collected cash, and I was like, okay, what is all of that about? <laughs> so okay. um, ultimately, what do you want readers to gain from reading your book if you could name three or four things? 
Oh, absolutely. You know, Allison, you asked some really good questions. You're making me think tonight, but I, I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> so what do I want people to learn from this book? I want you to learn three things, that, that business-to-business collections is three things. It's problem-solving, number one. It's uh, customer service, number two. And my secret sauce, which I believe is, is an important thing to have, is gratitude. And if it's okay with you, can I tell a story and, and kind of a little bit more about why it, is, why, why it goes this way? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. So about 15 years ago, I used to work for a small IT firm outside of Boston where I'm from. So you know how you get hired for a company and they tell you, welcome aboard. Hey, Ms. D, welcome, welcome aboard. Here's your cubicle. Here's your, here's your boxes. And here's your plant. This is where you're going to sit. And then here's your list of accounts. And we need you to get to work on collecting these accounts. And so after I got into my cubicle, I looked around and I was like, wow, they have $8 million worth of outstanding invoices. So they sold IT services, computers, software licenses, and all this stuff. And somehow they made all these great sales on the front end, but they, didn't, they were not really good on collecting the cash or collecting the, the or invoices, which is the you know, back end, which is what I really focus on. And so me being a believer, I took my, my accounts and I went to God. I'm like, hey, God, yes, D, how are you? You know what, God, overall I'm really good but I got this $8 million problem, and I really need a clue from you, God, because I don't really know how to collect this much money. Because I'm a part-time person. I, don't, I was only working part-time. I worked Monday through Fridays from 4 to 8. So after I went to God and I got quiet, what I learned from, from, from this lesson was that their collections, business-to-business collections, it's problem-solving, number one. Number two, it's an extension of customer service. And number three, it's, customer, it's um, gratitude. It's kind of like, you know, when, when, when you go to – when you go through by a phone, you know, you kind of go through the same, you, you kind of go through, through the process of when you're buying your phone, you're looking, you know, you, you have, let's say you have a problem with your phone and you need to get an upgrade. Well, the phone isn't, the phone is, the battery, the battery isn't charging as well as it used to. So that, that's a problem which needs to be fixed. When you take it to the store or you go online, you're looking for excellent customer service. You're looking for that sales rep to work with you to figure out, you know, what's the issue with your phone? How do we fix it? And then, of course, you want them to say thank you for, for bringing in your, you know, being a customer with whoever, whatever carrier you're with. Well, in the same vein, my working for the company that I worked for, I had to solve an $8 million problem and get on the phone and talk to, to the companies that owed us the money and figure out, you know, the, what had happened was and then <laughs> solve that problem. Seriously, solve that problem and then on behalf of the company um, address you know, you know, provide excellent customer service, and then thank them for taking my phone call, for researching my invoice, for the most important part was cutting that check and making sure those checks were getting delivered, you know, to our company on a regular basis. And I was able to actually uh, effectively go from $8 million worth of outstanding invoices to collecting $6 million in 60 days while working part-time. But there's more. After doing all of that fabulous work, the CEO of the company says, listen, we need to have a chat. So I'm thinking we're about to get a bonus because, you know, me and my team, we've been working really hard to recover all this money. Mm-mm. We come downstairs. He says, listen, I want to thank everybody for the services that sales, contracts, order entry, order fulfillment, invoicing, and my lane collections. I want to thank everybody for what you've done, but we've made an executive decision, and we're closing the company, and you've got 30 minutes to go get your stuff, and this is two months before Christmas. And so one of the things I really want, want people who are listening to understand is that tracking your, your sales, tracking your payments is very, very important. You know, if there's a problem with any of your customers, don't neglect that stuff because that's what happened in this case. This company neglected 
you know, these, these invoices and for so long, even though I was able, successful, able, successfully able to recover that money, it was too little, too late. And so unfortunately, 100 of us lost our jobs two months before Christmas. Wow. Man, even with you collecting, getting all of their money back, it still wasn't enough money to keep um, some of the, um, what, what do I want to say, workers on board? No, ma'am. Unfortunately, it was not. And the thing is, I was part of a team. Like I said, I worked. I only worked part time. I worked Monday through Friday, four to eight. So we had a whole collection team, and even even all of our efforts combined, it just what it was. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough, and so they made an executive decision to close the company. And you know, as I normally when I tell this story, I normally say this: I will. I I I didn't know then, and I and it's been many years since this happened. But I will never know, you know, if there was anything else we could have done. You know, I, I wrote my book, Collect the Cash, out of, my personal, out of my personal journey and also to teach business owners that, you know, you know, the sale is not complete until the money's in the bank, but you must collect it first. And what that basically means is that when you get your sale, especially when you start dealing, you know, as you start scaling, you start dealing with companies and corporations and government agencies, tracking what, what happens with, with, the, with the sale all the way through. It's kind of like this. When you go, I, I, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but I'll say it this way. When you buy your cell phone or upgrade your cell phone, you normally go, you go, go through the process of you go into the store. They welcome you into the store. You bring your phone. You're looking for an upgrade. Then they'll, they'll, the first thing they'll do is they'll look at your phone and say, okay, you're eligible for an upgrade. So they'll, they'll already start with the, the sale process. Then the next thing will happen is that you'll end up getting a contract. How do I know this? Because regardless of what phone you have, whether you're team iPhone or team Android, you have a contract because you, you get invoiced, you get billed every single month from, for, for your cell phone. So that's the contract. Then it's order entry or order fulfillment. Before you left the store, if you've got a new phone, they scan the, box, the back of the, the box so they can document, you know, the, the barcode shows, you know, whatever, I, whatever phone it was put, got put into the inventory system. Then that was order fulfillment. Then... The, the company bills you, which is accounts payable, and then accounts receivable or collections, my lane, you pay them, or they have this magic button that if you keep using their phone and don't pay it, they'll eventually they'll turn you off, so turn off your services. So my goal in sharing that story is that I don't want to see another, another small business go out of business if they can learn how to problem solve, do customer service, do gratitude, and do the follow-up and make sure that they get paid versus thinking just because you got the sale but you have to make sure the sale is complete and that the money is actually in the bank. Wow, that is so good to know. I am so glad you're sharing that definitely for me um, with starting out with my um, publishing company. That's good to know. Now, um, I wanted to ask you if you could think of three things that you are most thankful for right now, um, what would that be? (laughs) The first thing I'm thankful for is the opportunity to get to talk with you and your audience. Absolutely. Secondly, what I'm always thankful for is the fact that, that God allows me to have breath, life and breath, and the fact that, that that's, a, that's something, especially in, in the midst of, of COVID and everything we've seen where, you know, you, you don't know. Even if you've been careful, I mean, you just don't know that, you know, it, your, your life could change on a dime. And the fact that if you are able to get up, you know, function, as my bishop would say, under your own steam, that's a lot to be thankful for. And then to be, to be employed, um, to have a place to live, you know, your basic needs. Um, yeah, those, those are the things that I'm absolutely grateful for. So how long would you say it actually took you to write your book? 
<laughs> I have been on this writing journey for a whole year. I actually started writing this book last year, last April, and it actually comes out uh, April 20th of 2021. So I've been on the journey for a year. I actually took a writing class first, and that was a, a three-month three month journey. Then I took a pause because I, was, I had to kind of sit with, you know, what am I really trying to do here? And then I, I needed to get a writing coach, in which I ended up doing that, and then I needed to learn a little bit, not a little bit, I wanted to understand the publishing process, so I ended up taking a class with the publisher who actually published my book, and then I decided to, you know, work with them, and then we had to do, you know, you, you know when you go to get your book published, or actually when you go to write your story, number one, you need to make sure you have a story that's worth, that's worth telling, and then who is it for? And then figuring, you know, figuring out that, that information. And then, then there's the, the research of, you know, who's your target market? Who are you writing the story for? Um, how are you going to convey your, your information? How do you do that? Then, there, then there's the actual the, the, the nuts and bolts of, you know, writing the book and going through editing and then putting together, putting together a, real, a real story that, that actually makes sense. And then there's um, – getting it reviewed, and then there's, there's editing, and then, it, you know, you're back and forth, you know, with the editor to, to say, okay, this is a good, this is good, or no, this, this, this part needs more work, or I don't really understand what you're saying here. We need to rework this part, and then you go through that a few times. So I feel like you're, either, you're playing either tennis or double dutch. <laughs> you know, you're constantly going back and forth until finally you produce a manuscript that the publisher says, now, this is something that I can actually publish, and then it goes to typesetting. Then you've got, of course, get your, your, your cover uh, designed, and then you know, it's putting it together, and then you still have to go back and forth a few more times. And so the process takes – I mean, there are some people that I know that can do the process in, in 90 days from, from start to finish. I, it took me longer, I think, number one, because I had to grow into this because, I mean, I, co- I collect money for a living. That's, that's my profession. I've been in, you know, business-to-business, you know, receivables management and contract administration for over 10 years. So I had to think about who wants to learn about collecting money. And then my, writer, my writing coach said, Dave, you can, teach small, you can teach business owners how to get their coins. And then I had to grow into, I, okay, I, I can do this. And, and then decide, okay, what's the story that I want to tell? What are the concepts that I want to share? How do I do this in such a way so it doesn't sound so super boring, but they go, oh, yeah, this is good and she's funny. Oh, I want to read this book. So I had the, the process of writing a book really takes you through um, faith and perseverance and um, getting knocked down and then, you know, dusting yourself off and then getting back up again and then deciding that, you want you you absolutely want to and plan to see this done. You know, my collective cash is is will be my legacy because I don't have kids. So I decided that this would be my legacy that I get to leave to to business owners and and to people in general who just want to understand the importance of paying attention to their finances, whether it's personal and or business, and why you need to do that. And then you get to learn the secret sauce, which is like I said, problem solving, customer service and then gratitude. You know, you said a lot um, with everything that you said, and I truly enjoyed it. So I wanted to kind of um, go back over something you said and ask you this question. So do you believe that it was your faith um, that inspired you to write this book and even to finish it? Because, again, we can write a book, but to actually finish it and then publish it. 
Oh, was it my favorite album? At the thousand? Yes, yeah. absolutely. You you have to you have to have faith. There is <laughs> there's a song that says there is no way I could I could do I could do this do this without you. And so, yes, my faith was was as important to writing the book as it was when I had to go collect that money. I think I think I mentioned in the earlier part of the story how I had a conversation with God in the beginning when I was assigned this eight million dollars, and they said, "Here, we hired you to collect this money. Now get to work." I went to God back then and said, God, I, you, your word says, if anybody lacks wisdom, ask me for it. I'm making, I'm making it generic, but I'm saying that that's what the word says. And I'm like, well, you said if I don't know how to do something, you said come ask you. So I'm coming to ask you for a clue, for a tip, for some insight. And like I said, I got quiet, and what came up was that in order to resolve this $8 million problem, I had to, I had to put on my, my problem-solving hat I had to do customer service, which was on behalf of the company, figure out what, what were the things that didn't go well and fix them, or at least find, if I couldn't fix them, find out who could fix them. And then I decided to express gratitude because I realized that when I started saying thank you, as a matter of fact, the word says, be thankful and say so. The word says that. So I said, oh. I saw that every time that I said thank you to the person who took my phone call, who who pulled up on pulled up you know my my account or their account the company's account on their computer screen and they saw the invoice and they said oh well here's the problem right here we're missing this or this happened or that happened and they explained it to me I said okay and every time I went back and said thank you to the person who helped me resolve my problem I saw great results and that's been a part of my 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 life journey and my work my work ethic is that I always say thank you, even when it's uncomfortable, even when stuff doesn't always feel right. Because when people take the time to teach you something or help you do a course correction, they're teaching you something so that you can get better. And when you're able to pause and say thank you, even when it hurts, but even when it hurts and you go, okay, I would not have known that if you had not pointed that out to me, but okay, thank you for that. And sometimes, you know, and you have to grow into that too because sometimes when you're you're getting corrected in, in work or in business or in life, it doesn't always feel good. But when you, can, when you can receive the information and get the lesson so that you can keep, keep, you can keep moving forward, it, it's a good thing. Yes, that is so good. Now, you said something else. Um, you, were taking, you took a writing class and a coaching class. So do you think that both of those were definitely um, beneficial for you? Oh, absolutely. We, we, we would not even be on this call tonight if I had not done both. Absolutely not. Yes, ma'am. No, because here's the thing. I, I, I did double dutch just, just, trying to get, just trying to get myself to wrap my brain around writing a book. Because, I mean, although I'm an avid reader and I love to read, I never thought about writing a book. I mean, when I look at my vision board that I put together for last year, there's no book on my vision board. <laughs> there is no book. You know, because you know how everybody cuts out the pictures of the magazine. They're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm traveling uh-huh. here. Oh, all, you know, all those beautiful things. Trust me, there, there, is, there, was, there is no book on my vision board, none. And so I, I, I really believe that, you know, while I was sitting, you know, like, like the world was sitting down through COVID, and, you know, on, on, as I jokingly say, how God put us all on timeout. <laughs> so I feel <laughs> like when I was put on timeout with the rest of the world, I was like, well, what are we going? To, what are you? What are you going to do with the time you've been given? You need to have. You, I felt like if I'm going to sit here, sit through through this time, I needed to get some things done. I needed to come through this with having done 
something productive. And and when I saw uh, my writing coach talk about, you know, you can write a, you can write write your book and build your brand. And she was offering this course for 90 days, and I said, okay. And I, you know, I had to, I, you know, kept seeing her do her Facebook lives, and I kept seeing her talk about this. And I finally, you know, went to the webinar to learn some more information. Finally scheduled my call with her. We talked, and I did. I literally just—it's so funny because we just did an interview about this uh, last week, and we talked about the fact that I kept doing double dutch. If y'all know, if y'all don't know, I don't know if y'all know about double dutch, but that's how you try to try and jump rope. You're trying to jump in the middle, trying to get in the middle, and you know you're swinging. And and I'm I I couldn't I could, I was in and I'm out and I'm in and I'm out. I couldn't. I was not ready to make a decision. And finally, I had to step out on faith and decide to trust her trust myself and trust the process and trust that my story about collecting money was more was bigger than me just collecting money. It's like what did I learn along the way? I learned problem solving, customer service, gratitude. I learned how to bring my faith to work with me. Not in a huge, you know, you know, you know, uh, show off way, but more like quietly going and, and asking God for wisdom and then getting quiet and what I heard, like kind of what came up for me, was and, and implement what I heard. And then I saw these amazing results. And then I've seen results like that over and over and over again in, in my career. And I'm like, oh, I think I'm on to something. This part. Do that part. Oh. So let me ask you another question. Do you have anyone in your life that was um, influential in you deciding to um, become an author and even complete your book. Yes, one of my absolute favorite authors is E. Lynn Harris. He, unfortunately, he's no longer with us, but he was he was a great influencer in the in the fact that he wrote these amazing stories every year. And if, if we were face to face, you you would see how how my face just lights up when I talk about him because he was just such a great author. He just told amazing stories. And I, you know, I didn't know all, all of the nuances of, of writing the, uh, then like I do now. And I can't say I know them all, but I, knew, I, knew, I understand a little bit better. But the point was that he was one of, my, one of my influencers because he wrote these great stories. And every year he would write this, this, this book. And I would wait like all year, like Christmas, to go get his book and then have to do my best not to read the whole book in one night. <laughs> Because his stories were so good. I don't know, if Ms. Allison, if you've ever had a book or a bunch of books that you just, you just look, when that author comes out, you just can't wait to go get their book. And then you've got to slow yourself down because you're like, man, if I read this whole book, I've got to wait a whole year before I get another one. So, but, yeah, Elin Harris was absolutely one of my absolute favorites. Um, another one of my absolute favorite authors is Joyce Meyer. Another one is Bishop T.D. Jakes. So, and, and, oh, I forgot, Angel Osteen. So I have four. But but Elin Harris, it was the person who really kicked it off for me in terms of uh, telling stories, and I saw the success. And I had the pleasure of meeting him in person. And I actually I have my, you know he's autographed one of my books. So uh, it was one of those things where I didn't even know until I started writing like how much he had influenced me. Until I started thinking about you know telling a story and. And, and, and then making a difference and then leaving a legacy. And, you know, he's, he's no longer here, but his, all of his books are his legacy. And I realized that. I'm like, well, Collect the Cast can now become Dee Bowden's legacy. I'm like, this is pretty cool. So, yeah. Wow. So did you learn anything um, from you, anything from you sharing your book, like, you know, or any insight 
um, from you sharing your book? Um, I'm not sure that I understand the question. Can you ask it again, or can you ask it in a different way? Because I, I, this part, I'm, I'm a little lost. Yes, no, and let me tell you, you are so fine with it, because I'm sitting here like, I did not ask that the right way. Did you learn anything personal from writing your book? You know, things oh, that... Oh, yes, you- yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes, so yes. As a, part of, as a part of writing my book, I learned, number one, I learned, I have, I, I learned perseverance. Um, I, I learned perseverance. Perseverance is a huge gift. And because when you start the writing journey, you think, oh, I, I could just write this. I know what I'm doing. And then, you get, then when you get into it, you realize, I really don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and so if you're blessed to have a, if you're blessed to have a, a writing coach, you know, to take a course or have a writing coach, you realize that you, can, you cannot, not that you cannot, I don't think it's wise for you to do the, to do the writing by yourself. Having, having a coach or having somebody to keep you accountable is important. So, yes, I learned the importance of perseverance. I learned the importance of being vulnerable, of, of being open, and, and, and sharing, sharing my story about working for a company that went out of business. I talk also about, about you know, working for a company and getting fired for the very thing that I do because someone misunderstood something and, and the information was, was conveyed incorrectly and, Unfortunately, I got fired. I was told that I, I don't know how to collect money. I thought, really? I don't, I don't know how to collect money. Oh, okay. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> so, and I don't, I don't, so I was told, literally, I was told I don't know how to collect money, and I was told I don't know how to close out government contracts, and I was told that you're just not, you're just not quite cut out for this. I'm like, mm, really? Okay. Well, watch. Well, I, you know, from the person, from the person that, that, that fired me, so I learned how to be vulnerable and share that part of myself and t- share that that had happened to me. I've gone on to work for the second largest transportation system in the United States and, and was a, a contract file auditor and was recognized several times. I've gone on to support the United States Coast Guard headquarters and collect $7.5 million in one year and be recognized by them for knowing how to collect money, recover money, build relationships, do problem solving, do customer service, and do gratitude. And just for a small, small, just a small little thing I learned, I learned that Forbes magazine also endorses what I do because they call me the cash collector. So those are the things I learned. Yes, I'm in the background saying yes, <laughs> yes. I'm trying not to do an overkill, but I'm like yes, yes. Um, <laughs> so let me ask you this question as we get ready to come to a close. But one of the things you did say, I mean, I like everything that you just said, but one of the things that you did say um, was, I don't think that um, you should write a book by yourself or at least get the information you need in order to write your book. If, if I'm paraphrasing it, um, I'm paraphrasing it my, my way. But, you know, sometimes I think people think that writing a book is like really just that simple, but it really isn't. It takes some time to get all of the processing of it together and all of the pieces in place. Now, yeah, you can put out a book if you want to, but and, and you know, that's fine, but to really get it to where you want to make sure that it um, carries on after, you know, we leave this earth and to leave a legacy, you want to make sure that it's done correctly. And so um, I definitely applaud you for um, – you know, hiring a coaching um, person, um, um, you know, just seeking out um, writing classes and just moving forward 
and I can't wait to get the book. Wow. Okay, so let, let me move on because everything that you said, I'm in the background like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank so, you. And see, and that, that and, and let me say, let me, first of all, let me, let me say, first of all, I'm glad to hear that you say, you're saying yes because part of, part of, you know, our conversation tonight, well, tonight's this afternoon and this morning, wherever people are listening to this, as I say, around the world, um, was to, you know, was to, was to be vulnerable and, and, and share, you know, to share my story and to acknowledge that, no, this journey, this journey has taken a year. Um, yeah. You know, it, I started for 90 days and then I took a pause and then I had to realize that I had the basic framework, but I didn't have a book. And then I got a writing coach who read some stuff and she was like, um, yeah, no, you need, you need some help here. I'm like, okay. And then, and then, so you asked me about my faith. God is the one who guided me to take the, the writing class and at least begin the journey. And then, you know, you know how in the Word it talks about he will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory through, by, through and by Christ Jesus. Every time I needed something in this journey, God made sure that there was a person or a connection that I had that I that I either I had or or remembered, and, and and they were right there. And when I asked, and here was the beautiful thing, when I asked, they said yes, because there are times when you can ask people, and 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 they may not they may not give you their yes. And so the fact that when I took you know I took my my first writing class, the teacher you know held space for me until I could finally. Say yes and make my first payment. So, see, listen. You, let me talk about commitment to talking about collecting the cash. <laughs> so, committing, committing, committing to collecting cash was I said yes to taking the course, but I also made a commitment to to paying for her services. And when I said yes to that, I knew okay, we're, we're getting this done. We're going to get this done. And then I, you know, I showed up for class and I learned something else that when you show up and trust the process and when you keep you keep showing up. Sometimes it doesn't always make sense. Sometimes you might be nervous. Sometimes you're scared. Sometimes you're like, okay, I, I don't, I'm not real sure about this. But I, what I knew was as I kept showing up to class and I kept telling my story and I kept doing the work and I kept, you know, submitting my homework and getting it reviewed and kept doing it, I learned some things. And then I'm like, okay, I have this. And then I realized I had completed, you know, phase one. Then phase two was getting a writing coach to actually – you know, work with me on the fundamentals of, you know, the story and what am I trying to say and who am I writing it for and those things. And then taking, taking a class on publishing and what does that mean and how does all of that work. And then finding the publisher who would take my story and say, yes, I, am, I will happily publish your book and, and, and we will work on getting this to be the best version of you and your story, which is collect the cast. And when this gets released into the world and on April 20, 21, I will stand proudly and, of course, thank God and go, wow, this was a year's journey, but it was so worth it. It was so worth it. It was so worth it. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Share with the listening audience um, any upcoming, um, you know, events or, you know, online events since we're in COVID Anything you would like to share that you may have coming up? Sure thing. So actually on April 24th, Black Women Empowers um, Finance and Black Women Empowerment Network, no, I'm sorry, Black Women Empowerment Group, we are putting together 
a course on the five C's of business success. And so that's going to, if you follow me on Facebook or on Insta, you know, Facebook and Instagram, you'll be able to learn more about that. Excuse me. Yep. <clears throat> okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes. Now, as we um, get ready to close, no, you're fine. As we get ready to close, uh, share with us words of wisdom that you would like to leave um, with the listening audience. Words of wisdom I would like to leave with the listening audience. Well, first of all, as I started the conversation, I said to you, uh, Ms. Allison, I said thank you. And I'm going, to, I'm going to close the conversation by saying thank you. I'm going to say thank you for this opportunity to talk about Collective Cash and to share my story. I would tell you as a, as, a, as a person, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, or just someone who's, who's just doing life, when, you, when you're able to stop and say thank you, it, it, it's a, it's a life-changing thing. And the reason I keep talking about that is because I've learned that when, you, when, when, people, when people are good to you and you can pause and say thank you, they remember that. And when, when you stop and look at all of the blessings and all, all of the good things that you have around you and you tell God thank you, he, he remembers that and you, you get more things. I think it's super important to know that in this life, you're, gonna, you're absolutely going to have some challenges. But you can learn to get the lessons, learn to, learn to identify, you know, areas of improvement that you need to do because we, we all have them. We all have areas that we, we could come up higher in. And, and here's the thing. Be grateful that you actually have the opportunity to do some course corrections and then set yourself up for success. This is, you know, March 31st, 2021. This is the end of the first quarter of 2021. We have three more quarters. So if things did not go super well, this first quarter, guess what? You get a chance to sit down and reflect on what went well, what didn't go well, and then what do you, what do you want to improve on so that you have a better second quarter, and then start to do, plan to do the work. And if you need, you need help, don't be ashamed, but don't be afraid to ask for it. And don't forget to invest in yourself. Yes. Now share with the listening audience your um – your social media, where you would like for them to stay in contact with you to purchase the book. Sure thing. You can, if you're in, for, first of all, please go to www.collectthecash.biz forward slash book. That's www.collectthecash.biz forward slash book. That way you can actually get a signed autograph copy from me and a personal bookmark. Because once the book goes on, on Amazon and Walmart and Barnes and Nobles. I won't unfortunately. I won't get to sign it. And and one of the things I actually love doing is I actually like writing you. A, writing every person who buys the book for me, I like to write you a personal note to say thank you, because you could spend your money anywhere, but the fact that you're investing in me and in the book, I appreciate it. And so it's my way of saying thank you. So please go to www.collectthecash.biz forward slash book. That's www.collectthecash.biz forward slash book. You can also follow me on Facebook at D Bowden. Uh, Instagram, I'm at D Collects or Collect the Cash, so it's D Collects. And then again, please go to www.collectthecash.biz forward slash book. Again, D, I would like to thank you. Thank you so much uh, for joining. And on behalf of Gospel Time Machine, AGD Publishing, we here at Authors Chat with Allison would like to thank you for taking time out of your day um, to spend with us. 
Wishing you much success and blessings on your journey. Peace, Allison.